Thanks, Kevin. What's up, everyone? How's it going? Um, for, so, yeah, my name is Milo. Um, married to Alison. She's amazing. She's beautiful. And uh, I've, I've got three kids, and I've heard that if you introduce your family, the crowd will actually feel compassion for you, and they'll listen better. So uh, that is why, um, why I did it. Um, it's good to be here, um, and it's such an honor. Thank you. Um, you guys, we have such an amazing leadership team. And uh, Kevin Lazaldi, thank you guys so much for risking it with me this morning. Uh, we, uh, we are originally from the High Felt, um, and this is definitely the land of promise. Um, I come from a town where we had a pillar of fire by night and a cloud by day from a, a small dorpy called Secunda that has the Sassel factories. And at night, they've got these flares that you, there's no such thing as load shedding. It's always bright. And in the day, um, there's this massive cloud. We can see what we breathe. And um, despite what you think, I am colored. And, and I've, I've, I've got to mention that. I've, but I've, I've got to mention that because my second week of being here, I walk into the church and someone comes up to me and they go, Milo, are you colored? And I look down in my hand and I go, yes, yes, I am. But don't worry, I won't mention your name, Sherman. Um, and... Uh, we, we, that, that brings, that brings this eldership team up to three colored. So you guys are in for a treat. Yeah. And, and people are looking at me, it's like, how do you get three? It's easy. Sherman, myself, and Kevin. Man, we there. So. Okay, let's, let's, let's get, let's get, let's get to Jesus stuff. Um, I want to, I want to start off with this. Um, how many of you know the difference between EDT, EDP, and EDC? Besides that they all have different letters. Just by a show of hands quickly, who knows the difference? Who knows what I said? Alrighty, let me, let me, let me, let me clarify it quickly. And this is going to help build into what I want to preach. So the difference between EDT, EDP, and EDC is a thing called concentration because these are all fragrances. So if you go home and you wear cologne, perfume, and you look at the bottle, you will see there'll be something written, oh, the toilet. That is EDT. Now, EDT is one of your most common fragrances because the concentration inside that makes up the perfume is very light, so the fragrance is not that pungent. You know, it evaporates easy. I studied this, man. <laughs> it, 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 it evaporates easy. It lingers on your skin for a very long time. But it's not as pungent or as powerful as EDP. EDP stands for, oh, the perfume. Now, this has got a greater concentration. Now, you know those people that walk past and you go, oh, man, he smells good. Yeah, yeah you, you see, he knows. So for Christmas, always look for EDP, EDT, because 
those are your best guys. That one's for free. We'll take up offering later. And um, so EDP's got just, a, it's, it's got a stronger concentration. It lasts longer. You can smell it further. And then there's this thing called EDC. Anyone take a guess? Oh, the cologne. I actually had to use that Google um, pronunciation. How do you pronounce these things? Oh, the cologne. <laughs> and this is your, your weakest of concentrations, and it's normally your cheapest fragrance that you can buy. It's for that everyday use. And it's really geared up at guys, you know, because they have to go through a whole lot of it really fast. And, and so there's this, there's this thing of having this um, concentration that the greater the concentration, the better the smell, the better the fragrance, the longer it lasts. So today I just want to share for a few moments from a title called, um, so I grew up in the 90s and there was this guy, his name was Craig Davids, he used to sing a song called, What's Your Flavor? But we're not going to do that now. And uh, so I'm going to talk to you from this title, this subject heading called, What's Your Fragrance? What's your fragrance? Can we, just, can we just open up in prayer? So Father God, we thank you for your word. Thank you for what you do in us and through us. But Father, I pray that as we just continue learning, may we grow. As we open up your word, speak to us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Alrighty, can I ask you if you have your Bibles or smartphone, turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to be reading in verse 14 to 15, just two verses. Uh, I'm going to be reading from the NIV. If you don't have it, we're going to be putting it up on screen. It says the following. This is... Paul writing to the church in Corinth, his second letter, and he's telling them of how much he really wants to come and visit them. And somewhere in between, he, he shifts what he is talking about, and this is what he writes. He writes in verse 14, but thanks be to God who always leads us as captives in Christ's triumphal procession and uses us to spread, check this out, the aroma of the knowledge of him everywhere. For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. So last week, Kevin unpacked that one question that everybody needs to answer, and that is, who do you say Christ is? And then as you went through it, there was this theme that I kept pulling is that we need to get to the knowledge and the understanding of him in order for us to answer that question better or just to answer it, period. But once you've answered it, what's next? Because we can all answer that question. The question I'm asking you is what do we do next? And Paul tells us, you've got to smell good. You've got to spread the aroma of who he is, which means, how do you live? 
the apostles back then, they weren't living for themselves. Everything they do was to make Jesus famous. They didn't live knowing, hey, I'm a good preacher. Paul, definitely not. He was such a good preacher. Someone fell out the window because they were bored and they died. That's why we have chairs close to the ground. So if you fall asleep, lean to the person to your left. But I'm watching you. And so basically, Paul is basically asking us in this passage, what is your lifestyle like? What do you smell like? Now, this is normally where I turn to you guys and go, hey, smell your neighbor. Uh, we, I know we've got some new people. Don't do that. We want them to come back. Um, but what do you smell like? What, what, what do you smell like when you come to church? What do you smell like when you're outside of church? What do you smell like when you're at work, when you're at school, when you're with your family that doesn't believe? What do you, what do you smell like? You see, because the apostles didn't just talk about Jesus. Their lifestyle changed. They became more and more like Jesus in everything they did. They walked in love and grace and they lived sacrificially. And sacrifice is an aroma to God. So, can I ask you, what's your fragrance? Uh, this is a very interactive preach. So I'm going to ask a question, um, and you're going to respond. Is there anybody here that likes to bry? Show of hands, quickly have a look around, babes, take a photo. So I'm, I'm glad you guys love to bry. We, we love midweek brys. Hey, it's like mid, there's nothing that says you are awesome than striking up a fire on a Tuesday. And there's nothing cooler than riding home on a Wednesday and you smell, ooh, how many of you guys love the smell of someone else starting a fire? Mm. I mean, it's, it's going down. But please don't judge me. Even though I love brying, even though I love midweek brys, I love a fire, but one thing I can't stand is smelling like fire. So... You know, I can bry, and we can enjoy, you know, that lovely, crispy fat on a chalk. But the moment that chop is done, I'm in the shower, and I'm cleaning myself, guys. Why do you think we leave people's homes so fast? Because I can't smell like that for much longer. And so I leave. Because there is a difference between smelling fire and smelling like fire. Like, like Kevin goes, hey, may he burn. I'm like, I'm sure in some other parts of the world that would be very taken wrong. But in any case, <laughs> there's this um, account in the book of Daniel chapter 3 of these three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And uh, in, in, in chapter 3, they, there's this, the king makes this law. And the law goes like this. Whenever I play my Spotify playlist, you have to turn, find my statue, bow down. If not, you die. And so these three guys, they defy everything. And they don't bow down. And they get sent for execution via fire. 
And so they get chucked in the fire. And while they're there, the king looks in and goes, dude, they got a, their fire must be lit because look, someone else came to the party. There's someone else in the fire. You know, there's someone else with them. Why aren't they dead? And, and he calls them out. And I want to show you something as we pick up from verse 27 in chapter 3 of Daniel. It says, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, telling you guys, high school, prefects are no good. Unless you're one of them. They're fine. No, I'm just joking. Okay. And the satraps, prefects, governors, royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair of their head singed. Their robes were, their robes were not scorched. And check this out, and there was no smell of fire on them. Can I ask you a question? We can profess who Jesus is, but can we go through a situation and come out on the other side not smelling like smoke? You see, they came out of a trial unharmed. When we go through a situation, when we go through something that a storm of life, when we go through traffic, what do we smell like when we come out on the other side? We read in James that the trials help us mature as we grow. It develops something in us. It changes us. It makes us stronger. And even though we go through trials, can we come out of it smelling more like Jesus than what we went through? Smoke can be the smell of unforgiveness or offense. How many of you guys have ever had someone offend you? No one. Brilliant. Love these Christians. Have you ever spoken to someone that has unforgiveness in their heart and they talk about the situation? What does it sound like? It doesn't sound nice. It sounds messy. That's the smell of smoke. And there's only one way we can combat that smell is if we get the fragrance of devotion. It's where we devote everything we are to God. This is what happened. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego step to the king. And they go, when he says, if you don't bow down, you're going to die. And they respond with, we know our God is able and will save us even if, even if he doesn't, we will not bow down. Can we live a life that goes even if, even if I lose my job, I'll still praise him. Even if I don't get made well, I will still look to him as my source. Even if as the thing, and that is because they lived this life devoted to God. See, before we even meet up in chapter 3 with them, they were devoted to God because they didn't eat what the king said before them. What do you smell like? Jesus needs to be our focus. And I know we go, can, he, can we make Jesus the center of our lives? But can I ask you, can we make him part of everything in our lives? 
Because when he's the center of our lives here, we can easily walk to something else over there. But if he becomes God in everything, no matter where we go, we remains Christ in us. Where I go, he goes. I don't leave him anywhere. What's your fragrance? Fire in the Bible represents refining, purifying. Burn, baby, burn. Guys, I went to the gym and it burns. Nothing's changed. <laughs> Wrong kind of fire. <laughs> Allow whatever you go, when you're going through something, to go, hey, Jesus, what needs to change? Let him work it in you. Because when you come out on the other side, people go, you smell different. You, you look different. Don't get offended. It's not easy. Try. Don't hold on to things. Forgive. Love people. What's your fragrance? Another fragrance we need to carry is something that we were talking about here this morning is we need to carry the fragrance of worship. I was just enjoying worship this morning, standing in his presence and reading the words. I wasn't singing, I was reading the words because those words were like so real to me at that moment that in reading I was worshiping. There's this um, account in Matthew 26, just before Jesus goes to go to the cross. He's sitting with the disciples and a few other people and this lady steps into the room. Matthew 26 verse 6 to 10 says, And while Jesus was in Bethany, in the home of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive eau de perfume. <laughs> Which he poured out on his head as he was reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were indignant. Why the waste, they asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, why are you bothering this woman? She has done a beautiful thing. Check this last word. To me. Have you ever heard of a phrase called nose blindness? I didn't either until I googled it. It's a real thing. It's not that your nose can't see anymore. It's the ability of your nose, the receptors in it, to get so used to a fragrance that it stops smelling it. Let me give you an example. It's when your boys have a gaming party in your garage for 24 hours and you open the door and you walk in and you fall to the ground because your nose is on fire, your eyes are like running off water, the dog runs away and they're just sitting there and going, this is cool, right? Because they're so used to whatever was brewing there the whole night. That is nose blindness. It's when you become so comfortable to a smell, you don't smell it no more. 
And as we look at this portion of scripture here in Matthew, I want to point out something. Because we all know that this account of this lady is recorded in all four Gospels. But there's something interesting about Matthew and Mark's write-up. Because it's the only two Gospels that says when she had poured it out, they responded, what a waste. Why was it wasted? In their minds, they wanted to make money, but they didn't understand who it was poured out on. You see, we can get so comfortable in church, just like the disciples, they got comfortable being around Jesus, that when this woman came and poured out everything she had on the one that could save us, they said it's a waste. Think about that for a while. When we come into church, when we come into con group, are we so comfortable that the normal things that we find as worship, fellowship, and the word become so comfortable that we don't take it for what it is? When you become comfortable, you lose the reverence of something. Do you remember the first time you, you got a car? You were able to drive, with or without a license. No, don't nod your head. We're we, we going to do some. No, I'm just joking. Do you remember that first time you went out with your wife? Yes, I was waiting for that. There was this expectation of, oh man, this is nice. There was this excitement. But how many of you guys know after going to buy bread, after the 10th time, when you got your license, it becomes really boring? Because you get so comfortable in doing it. We get so, we get nose blindness in our faith as well that everything we do is just something else. It took something like COVID that took away our smell completely to go, hey, oh, we love coming to church and meeting people. But here we are, masking the smell of being comfortable in church. When we get comfortable, we take our eyes off Jesus and move it on to everyone else. When she poured stuff out on Jesus, their focus wasn't, look what she's doing to him. It was, why is she doing it at all? They questioned her motives. And the same happens to us when we get comfortable in church. We rather look at, how is that person worshiping? How is that person um, greeting people? How is God using this people and not me? And we become bitter. We need to do everything with a heart of worshiping Jesus because it changes everything. Worship takes the focus off ourselves. And I want to encourage you, don't worship to get something. Worship because he's God. It's not about how, how, how skilled musos or how good the music is. It's about who we're worshiping. It's not about whether or not we've got acorns on and half moons under our shirts. It's about who we are worshiping. Don't worry about how you worship. 
See, this lady knew exactly who she was. She didn't need anybody else to tell her. Not only that, she knew exactly where she was. She wasn't welcome. She didn't know protocol. But what she did, she carried a fragrance. And that fragrance lingered longer than anything else that happened in that building. When we worship, it's going to cost us something. But can I tell you something? When we worship, there's this linger. Can you smell it? Worship leaves a linger. I just want to make sure you guys understand it's not about perfection. It's about becoming more like Christ. Because let me be vulnerable with you. I still smell like smoke some days. I still carry bitterness with me most days. I still have to get to the place where I have to devote my time, my efforts, my thoughts to Jesus. There are still times where I have to, without music, worship him so I can take the focus of what I have placed in front of me. And, and I want to encourage you from this. Yes, we're going to go through trials. You're going to come out smelling like smoke. It's okay. Devote yourself to, to Jesus. Someone is going to have something better than you going to look better than you, is going to own stuff better than you, don't walk around with envy in your heart, worship Jesus. Nothing in this preach is about saying this is what a life of a Christian looks like. No, Peter got it wrong. But there's this other fragrance that I want to, I want to share with you quickly. In the book of Luke, chapter 15, there's this parable. Jesus is talking to his, his friends and he's telling them about the, what the kingdom of heaven is like. He talks about three stories and the last story is about this dad and his son. Where the son wants what is he so he can go and live the life that he wants to live. And loses everything and ends up in the worst place he could ever find himself. And while he's sitting there, something happens in his mind. And we're going to pick up from verse 17 of chapter 15 of Luke. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. And his dad waited until he had a shower, brushed his teeth, 
bathed in milk. Nope. It said his dad ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. There's this fragrance called repentance. That is the strongest smell that there is. How many of you guys have ever picked up someone from the airport that you know for a couple of years? There's this this tunnel you wait in front of and everybody walks down. So I've been at the airport more times in these past two years than I've ever been in my life because we stay here and everybody wants to come and visit. Uh, So I have no idea why it's the presence. And not so long ago, my father-in-law and my mom-in-law, they came to visit. And, and my dad's a, a really short guy. But he's got this walk. And he's got this hair. He's got white hair, guys. White. You told my wife and kids were white. No, this man's got white hair. Like, and, and he has this specific walk. But he's also got this specific smile. And... In a crowd of people, very short guy, I spot white hair. And I shift, and I'm like, I know that walk. I know that walk. And I turn to my kids, and I go, his grandpa. And they don't even think. And I'm like, oh, we're going to jail. They just ran through there. And it's the colored ones. Are we in trouble? (sighs) How many of you guys know your kids walk? Your husband's walk? How many of you guys know your husband's scent? Your wife's fragrance? There's a story um, in in, in the Bible where um, Abraham, Isaac, Isaac is, is giving out the blessing. And his son changes who he is and what does Isaac do? He goes, come here. I want to smell you. Now that's a pretty thing to tell your son. I want to smell you. In this day and age, I'm like, go bath. I can't smell you. (laughs) But you see, Jesus knows everything about us. And I I want you to understand this picture of the father that recognizes his son from a distance. It's like, I know that walk. It's Milo. (laughs) Something must be wrong. Because his head is hanging. It's not. But I know that. Look at those shoulders, those broad, masculine shoulders. a little skinnier though wait 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 no this dude runs he jumps kisses and loves him do you know what a pigsty smells like if I have to give you a couple of words pride shame guilt that stage keeps you away from people because hey this is what I smell like I cannot go there 
it's, 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 it's more me focus. But when it comes to a repentance focus, it's not about me anymore. It's about the one who can change me. And everything that this son thought he had to do in order to receive, all it took was to come back, to repent, say sorry. His turnaround was literally, I am going back. And no matter what it is that you've done, when you come back, the father goes, I love you. He has nose blindness to what you are being in for so long because it's his fragrance that falls on us. Can, 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 can I, I get you to understand that as we proclaim him, his fragrance falls on us. When we turn to him, his fragrance falls on us. Have you ever hugged Uncle Henry? You should, because he's so small, pick him up and rub him against you. His fragrance will fall on you. It's a very, it's a very potent smell, Uncle Henry. I'm going to miss that. I had to hold myself back going, oh, you smell good. My wife, my wife said, new church, don't do that, dude. They're going to kick you out. But this is the thing. When we repent, that's us going to, to, to the one, the only one that can save us. And that fragrance that comes on us, that is the fragrance that we get to take to the world and go, hey, let me show you the aroma of who God is. So can I ask you once again, you've answered that question, who is Jesus? But can I ask you this next question, what do you smell like? We need to live a life that gives off a fragrance of Jesus. The thing about eau de perfume is there's a greater concentration of the mixture of oil, alcohol, and water that is in it. And if we want to have that, it's all about spending more time in his presence, in his word. And the longer lasting means you have to apply it often. Which means it's not a Sunday thing, a Wednesday thing, a Monday evening thing. It's an everyday thing. It cannot be limited to a specific day in the week, a season of the year. We've got to smell like Jesus from the 1st of January till the 21st of November, my birthday. And then we go a little bit further. <laughs> I'll just joke. Every day. But check this out. You can spend an hour in his presence and you will have an EDC smell for the day. You can spend a couple of more hours with your kids and your family and you'll have an EDT smell for that week. But if we devote ourselves, if we worship him and when things go wrong, we go, I can't stay here, I've got to go back. We get this EDP scent that gets put on us, that allows us to go, just like what Kevin said, to our neighbors and to the nation. And how many of you guys have ever smelled something good and gone, oh my gosh, no. It's attractional. 
You want to know more about it. What is it? Where'd you get it? How much? Does it come in blue? (laughs) Worship him because he's God. Devote your life to him. You will smell like smoke on days. But he's okay with that. Turn to him and he'll change your sins. Can we pray? Lord Jesus, we we just want to take this time right now and ask you to just take a deep breath over your people. I pray that the aroma we have over here will be pleasing to you. But Father, I also pray that as we leave, may the aroma that we carry be attractional to people out there. We know your word says that to some it is good and to others that are perishing, it is bad. But Father, you're the only one that can change lives. I want to ask, if there's anyone over here, I just want to pray over a couple of people today. If you, if, you, if you came in this morning and you go, man, I smell like smoke today. I've got unforgiveness in my heart. I've, I've, I've taken offense. I want, I want to smell better. I love Jesus, but I, I've got this problem. I would just like to pray with you. I want to pray over you. If, if you are, are someone here and says, like, I've taken my eyes off Jesus because there's stuff happening in my life and I'm more focused on what I can do instead of what he can do and I'm looking at everybody and I'm judging them I'd like to pray for you so if that's you I would just like you to slip up your hand quickly while everybody's eyes are closed Keep them raised, keep them raised. I just want to see who we're praying for. Thank you. So Father God, I want to pray for everyone who raised their hands. Father, whatever they fire they're going through, I pray that you would you would build them, clean them, purify them. Turn them into something better. And I pray that you would just pour the aroma of your love, your grace, your mercy over them. I pray they will not feel condemned about their actions, but they'll feel freedom in who you are and what you've done for them. I pray that you will break the chains over them that they have placed on themselves because, hey, I have done this. I've answered the question, but I still smell like smoke. It's okay. He loves you. And with you putting up your hand, you're going, I need a change. And that is acknowledging that only he can do it. And so, Father, I just pray a refreshing over each and everybody right now. I pray that you will walk smelling different because of Jesus. 
And then there's a, another group of people that I want to pray for. But this is an action prayer. It's a prayer of repentance. It's a prayer of, Jesus, I need you more than anything at this moment. Repentance isn't a weakness. It's not a failure. It's a gift. And so right now, if you are sitting here and you're going, hey, I'm far from, far from God. I don't know him. I've done something. And, and I just, I want to come back. If, if you're going, I want to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life. I want to smell like him. I want to pray for you. If you have done something so bad and it's all been a focus and you're feeling guilt and shame, repentance is not about guilt and shame. Repentance is about freedom. And so if you are in that group as well, I want to pray for you. And we're going to pray together. And so I'm going to ask, and we're going to, we're going to linger here for a while until, until everybody that needs to respond today responds. If you want to make a decision that says, Jesus, I need you in my life, and this is your first time, if you have made that decision and you're like, oh, Lord, I've been so far off, I want to recommit my life to you, or if you're going, I just need to say sorry, I want you to put your hand up right now. I'm going to put your hand up right now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask everybody to stand with me at this moment quickly. And what we're going to do is, if you lifted your hand, I want you, just remember, the repentance fragrance is an action. It's where we turn and move towards the Father. So if you lifted your hands, I would like to invite you to the front. And we've got, we got a group of, we've got a family that wants to pray with you. So if that was you, I'm going to invite you to the front and check this out. Our entire family is going to exalt our King for what he's done in your life today. So if that was you, I want you to come to the front.